Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Spending Holy Week asking the question, do we want to be holy? You made the point at the beginning of the week that a holy people are set apart for God to fulfill the purposes of God, that his kingdom will come and his will will be done on earth. But you asked the question at the end of yesterday's programme, Colin, do we really want to be holy? Because actually at the end of the day, it's all about denying ourselves. We can't live in holiness without denying ourselves because your self-life, is not holy by nature, but the life of Christ in you is holy by nature. So we we have this decision that we have to make every day of our lives, and actually we're making it all day long, every day of our lives. Am I going to please myself, or am I going to please Jesus? Am I going to do what I want, or am I going to do what he wants? Now, It wouldn't be so bad if we were ignorant of what God wants. But actually, most of the time, we know very well what is holy and what is unholy. We know it by what God reveals in his word. He shows us what is right and what is wrong, what is holy, what is not. We know it also by the witness of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. And we know that the Spirit is wanting to guide us into the truth of God's Word so that His Word is fulfilled in our lives. So there are very, very, very few situations when we're not sure what is the holy option and what is unholy. We know pretty well 99% of the time what God wants, what is right, what is wrong, what is holy, what is not. So we saw yesterday, whether we walk in holiness or not, comes down to a matter of the heart. See, Jesus said, nothing outside a man defiles a man, but only that which comes from within, from his own heart. We are forever wanting to make excuses for ourselves. It's part of human nature. And one of the ways in which we make excuses for ourselves is to blame others. If we can blame others for what goes wrong, that absolves us, or so we think. So we can be very quick to blame others, to criticize others, to judge others, instead of really looking at ourselves and and seeing what God is saying to us through our failure in any particular set of circumstances. But when we're prepared to be honest with God and when we are honest with ourselves, what we discover is that if I know what is right and God has put his power within me, to enable me to do what is right, then I don't actually have any excuses. All I have to do is to trust in the spirit of holiness who lives in me, and he will enable me to do exactly what God wants me to do. 
Now, it would be relatively straightforward, except that because we can be so tuned into what we want for ourselves, we often don't even stop to ask the question, what does God want? What is God's will? What is the holy option in this particular situation that I'm in? We tend, therefore, just to go blundering ahead in our own strength and our own ways, doing our own thing, and often living to regret it afterwards. We might even get deceived into believing the devil's lie that it doesn't matter too much because even if we fail, God will forgive us in the end anyway. Uh, that's a real deception because, of course, it leads people into a sense of failure and fear and frustration again and again and again. So we can do whatever it is God is asking of us because he has given us his life, he's given us his power, he's given us his holiness and put that within us. Christ is our holiness, Paul says, so we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. And as we trust in him, then some aspect of his holiness is reflected in our lives. You say it's being still long enough to hear God, so obviously that's going to be of fundamental importance. Yes, except because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we have the witness of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, when you're confronted with a set of circumstances, uh, you pretty well know what is right, what is wrong. What does God say in his word? Especially if you're a mature Christian and you, you've known his word and read his word, studied his word, believed his word for many years. You, 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 you know, you know what his word says. You, you know what you should do. Uh, let me just give you one or two examples. Uh, I mean, we know that we're not to judge, but that doesn't stop us from sometimes judging people. We know it's a silly thing to do because it places us back under judgment. And therefore, to judge others is unholy. To fail to forgive someone is unholy. And we know the repercussions of that. Jesus says, well, if you don't forgive your brother his sin, then your Father in heaven will not forgive your sins, which puts us in a very serious predicament. Whereas, if we forgive, we do the holy thing. Forgiveness is to act in holiness. Why? Because God is holy and God forgives. When we are merciful, we are actually reflecting some aspect of holiness. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When we love, when we bless, when we give, when we serve, when we encourage, when we build others up, we are expressing some aspect of holiness. When we reach out into the lives of other people with the truth of God, with the life of God, the power of God, uh, to bring release, to bring healing, to bring the resolution of conflicts in their lives, we're acting in holiness. We're doing the will of God. It's interesting that in Matthew 25, on the Day of Judgment, we see that Jesus separates the sheep from the goats. 
Now the sheep acted in holiness, but in very practical ways. They visited the sick, they visited those in prison, they provided food for the hungry and drink for the thirsty. Very, very practical, they cared for the poor, the needy. The goats didn't do any of that. Uh, they did not act in holiness. When I, re I read that passage, I always think that the goats probably thought they were sheep. But you see, they didn't act in love. They didn't do what was required in order to express the life and the love and the power of God. Whereas the sheep did. So the sheep had a glorious reward, a great inheritance, whereas the goats, they missed the reward that could have been theirs if only they had walked in holiness, if only they had done those practical things to express the love of God to others. What about the cost, the ultimate cost of living the holy life, Colin? Because we saw with Jesus, he died on a cross. The cost was enormous for him. When we're faced with that sort of challenge of being prepared to lay down our lives, I suppose that's really where it gets quite tough. Except the blessings far outweigh the cost because Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. But being prepared, though. And when we give, we get good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. So... We deprive ourselves of blessing. We deprive ourselves of the reward. We deprive ourselves of the increase that God promises us if we make the wrong decisions by avoiding cost. Uh, the scripture is very clear that to live the Christian life is going to require sacrifice. Paul makes that abundantly clear several places in his epistles. If we opt for the comfortable, cozy kind of religious life instead of acting in obedience to God, we are going to miss out on the best that God had for us because we've, we've chosen not to be disciples, but we've, we've chosen to, to want to take from God every blessing that we can get, but without being faithful and loving and obedient to what he asks us to do. So Jesus went to the cross looking beyond it. He said, the reason my father loves me is that I laid down my life. Jesus knew that the only way to remain in the love of God was to be obedient. So he said to the disciples, you will remain in my love if you obey my commandments, just as I remain in my Father's love by obeying his commandments. And the commandments of God are not burdensome. They're not a burden. If you love God, you want to do his will, even when it's costly. But your love for him is greater than your love for yourself. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 